Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz is on the phone lines with me. This week's show, or this show, is going to be uh, South Africa and recruiting. Obviously, if you want to read all of our stories on football, basketball, recruiting, everything in between, check out the MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247Sports.com. Uh, but Steve, yeah, yesterday, today today is Friday. On Thursday, they left for South Africa, the third annual trip. They've also been to Rome and France, Paris and Normandy, the whole deal. Um, I don't know about you. I feel like there's a lot less people who are against this trip than maybe the first couple years. And I think Michigan's, Michigan's made it a little bit lower profile. Like they're not like trying to, you know, they're not... They don't have, it's not national news that they're going on these trips now. It's just kind of their routine thing. So that might be part of it, but um, still a vocal minority, obviously. I think there always is going to be. But it seems like people have accepted this is this is not a time of year. They're not allowed to practice. You know, yes, they're allowed to work out and things, but uh, a two-week trip, not even a two-week trip, a one-week trip to another country, um, you know, to get to learn some things cultural things we'll talk about that in a moment but uh just the fan reaction i don't know feels like people have kind of caught on that this is this is a there's really no downside to this trip right so just for fun yesterday i did a poll on our facebook page uh i think facebook page has about i don't know at this point half a million yeah a little bit more than that yeah yeah Yeah. um i think it ended up getting about not really a good ratio after we just talked about how many like it, the page, but it was about 10,000, 10 to 15,000 people that voted on it. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but actually uh, 85% said that they were in favor of the trip. 15% said that they weren't. I was telling you before the show, the thing that I thought was funny about it was that when you'd go into the comment section, though, about 75% of the comments were people bashing on them going on the trip i thought that kind of said a lot you know it's like i think the you talk you talk about a vocal minority existing right that's i think a... that was a great <laughs> crystal a crystal clear example of how that whole kind of process works i guess a little bit so yeah i think most fans are obviously i mean i think that's a good i mean you get about 10,000 15,000 votes of i would assume 95 to 98 percent of them probably were michigan fans that would vote in something like that. You know, I think that's a good enough sample size to get kind of a good idea that most fans are in favor. I think most of them have been in favor of these trips from the beginning. Um, again, I don't really know as a, you know, they're paid for by donors. I don't really know how you wouldn't be in favor of them. Right. Uh, but yeah, but uh, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, what a cool experience again for them. I think, you know, in a way, I don't know. I mean, Normandy, I was, I was a history major. So them going to Normandy would, is a really, really unique experience, but South Africa is going to be totally, this will be night and day compared to the other two trips that they've taken. I mean, this is a whole different area of the world, you know? So I think this is going to be something that, I don't know. I think this, I think the players might enjoy this trip more than the other two trips, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm curious if they will, because, you know, I, I think I, I wrote an article, um, Jim Harbaugh had David Turnley on the podcast this week and uh, kind of mentioned like, you know, France and, and Italy are like, if you said, Hey, you know, where do you want to go? If you were to leave 
the country and travel somewhere. Like most people in America, I feel like would say either Rome or Paris in their top three. I don't know if South Africa makes everyone's top three, but in the same vein, they there's so much history there. There's so much to learn. I think because you know I'm a product of the American public school system. I don't actually know a lot about South Africa's history. Usually, I, I learned like. You know, obviously the 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 empires and stuff, and then the world wars, and then the final last forty years, last fifty years, there wasn't quite as much being taught. Um, so I think they'll learn a lot. You know, I, I I learned a lot just doing research for that story, and and I think for Michigan, they have like the perfect person to be running this trip, and that's David Turnley, and and I think the photo he is the most well known for is Nelson Mandela visiting his old jail cell on, uh-oh, I forgot the island, the the name of the prison. But anyway, his old jail cell when he was in jail, kind of during the revolutionary times. And he was, Turnley was super close with Mandela. Uh, he's written a book on the the revolution and kind of the suffering people had to go through in the, in the 80s. I believe he was a photographer for the Detroit Free Press at the time. And then and then he ended up being super close with the Mandela family. Um, they're they're going to have a guy, an activist, who actually, he, he started out, well, he was, he was a lawyer, got really inspired. He was, I think, Lith- Lithuanian-born, Albie Sachs, you know, and his arm actually got blown off. And he became, like, this congressional court judge. I mean, he ended up being playing a huge role in in shaping South Africa's last 20 years. And, and they're actually going to meet him and present a jersey to him, and it's going to be a spe- I mean... I I think I posted this on our board. You could probably count on one hand the people in America who would be better fit to provide a kind of exclusive behind the scenes tour of South Africa than Turnley. And and I thought I thought Turnley had a great quote. Um, you know, and this is this is a cool life quote, not just, you know, for the trip, but he was meeting with the team and and some player asked him like, "Hey, you know, do we have movies on the flight? Can we recline the seats and, and lay down? And how long is the flight? It was kind of like some of the superficial things you think about when traveling, which is, I think about it too. But, you know, internally it's like, look, guys, you know, you're not, you're not, some people view the world sitting on their couches looking at TV. You know, you guys aren't those people. You're out there playing football in front of millions of people. You're traveling all around the country. You know, you're you've got all this scrutiny. You got people looking at you. I mean, you're you're doing things that are relevant, and this is this is the way to see life is is by go, going out and doing it and being a part of it. And so I, you know, and that's kind of what this trip is. I mean, if you want to, if you really still disagree with the trip, uh, come shoot me a message because I, I I mean I haven't I haven't been on any of these trips, but you can sense and internally mention this too. He says when people come home. They're walking a little bit taller, and they're they're still referencing some of the first couple trips and some of the things they learned and the things they saw. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, not to get existential here, but that's kind of what life is, right? You know, seeing everything and experiencing as many things as you can. I, and again, it's not like they're allowed to practice as a team right now. They did their 15 spring practices. You know, there's there's some things in June and July that they're allowed to do. Uh, the different you know stuff, but it's not like the coaches get to be involved in that. This is that time where a lot of players around the country are just you know it's it, there's no classes going on, you know no spring semester. 
I mean, there's a lot of people in the country right now that are just kind of hanging out with nothing else to do while the Michigan football team's in South Africa. So I think it's, I mean, I still, I'm still waiting to hear a good argument against it, against the trips. Uh, you know, I, I know there's probably some grumbly fan that's like, well, they don't beat Ohio State. Why should they get to go on this trip? Well, because Michigan wants to, under Harbaugh, Michigan wants to provide that experience. I mean, this was, it was kind of neat. Steve, I don't know if you heard the story, but, you know, it was, uh, Harbaugh was flying when he thought of this tr- annual trip idea. He was flying from Ann Arbor to D.C., and he was like thinking back to, I don't know if it was him or someone else that he knew that, that took a senior class trip to D.C in high school from Ann Arbor to DC. And he was like, well, why can't the football team do something like that? And at first, you know, when they were in Italy, they, they actually did some practices and stuff. So, uh, but, but, you know, he just wanted that senior trip and it's not just a senior trip. It's an annual trip. If you're a junior, you'll have gone to Rome, Paris, Normandy, South Africa, plus all over the country, um, you know, for football. So it's, yeah, still waiting for a good counter argument to the trip. I think this is this is the one. I mean, didn't even even like the pundits who make a ch- chunk of coin ripping on Harbaugh in Michigan and calling it overrated and getting a reaction. I mean, even they were like, "No, this is a good idea." There's there's no. I'm 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 still a little surprised no one else has done it. Maybe they just don't want to be the first one to imitate Michigan. But not I- sure what the argument against it would be. Yeah, I'm actually uh, really surprised that no other program has kind of taken on something similar, to be honest with you, um, because it is such a unique, you know, idea, and I think there are a ton of benefits to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, again, yeah. Um, They're not going to complete a first down because of it, but that's what I, better well, people, but they, more but well-rounded people because of it. But, Zach, they're also not going to incomplete <laughs> a third down because of it either, though, true, right? And, true. like, that's where the – that's the – you know, I, it's – again, we could go back down that rabbit hole again, but it's always just comical to me that anybody would be able to look themselves in the mirror and actually try to make the argument that th- this is a reason, let's say, that they haven't beat Ohio State yet or – that they've lost their last two bowl games or three yeah. bowl games or whatever it is. You know, it's just, it's beyond stupid. So, um, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know what the good argument is. I don't think you can come up with a good argument for it. I think, uh, it'd be, yeah, it'd be rooted in that, that same selfish fan mode type deal, you know? So going to be a great trip from, and like, you know, what we, I think we were going to talk about is the recruiting impact of it is massive too, you know? Um, yeah, let's let's talk about that because you've mentioned in the past. I know you you mentioned this last year. You know they're 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 sending the pictures and and you can tell the coaches are definitely trying to make it seem like as fun and cool as possible. Not that it isn't fun and cool, but they're like showing off the gear and the and the logo decal that they have and and the the views. I'm sure will come if they haven't already come out today. Tomorrow, you know, we'll see views of Table Mountain and and the water and Cape Town and. Uh, they're doing one football clinic in Cape Town. Uh, I, I believe MLive had that report. So it's there's that, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about the recruiting impact and and how how much does it move the needle? You know, it's not going. No one's going to be like, well, I'm I'm going to Michigan because I want to see four countries. No, I mean, if they're 
if they're an NFL caliber player, they can see those countries on their own dime. But there is, you know, against other comparable schools, your Notre Dames, your Penn States, uh, this this is another way Michigan's able to stand out. Yeah, I mean, the, the impact more positive, I think, than I originally anticipated. I think it's funny because a lot of those periphery things that the that they've done under Harbaugh have ended up being having a more of an impact on the recruiting trail than I anticipated. You know, another one that randomly I thought has impacted actually maybe impacted a couple of recruitments in the past was the Amazon uh, series or whatever, because it really, it gave them a, I remember one, I can't remember who it was. One kid made a comment that said it was like, it was like going on another visit. You know, oh, to okay. Kansas. Well, you know, could use and, um, those once in a while. So <laughs> right. So, um, but with this, I mean, and I'll be posting these. I don't know when I'll do it. Maybe today, if I feel like it. But um, I've been I've been compiling just some reactions from recruits that I would say would I knew would give like a good thorough reaction to it. And like again, nobody's ever going to say anything negative, but. I do think it is kind of a feather in their cap. Um, again, yeah, like you said, that when you to lead it off, like I, I don't think a kid's going to choose Michigan because of this, but I do think it is one of those, yeah, one of those like separating factors that you know. I mean, it, it could be a somewhat of a factor for the right guy, and um, that's the least you can ask for, right? And, and as far as from a recruiting standpoint, with a trip like this, so. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, I know J.J. McCarthy, one, is one. You know, their top quarterback target in the 21 class, you know, mentioned that, you know, that this is a really cool deal for the kit, for the for the team. Uh, it's obviously more about bonding, less it's a, you know, not really a, so much of a football-related trip as it is a team bonding trip. You know, I know he mentioned – you know, because the staff uses this, these trips big time when they're when they're pitching, when they're talking to kids too. McCarthy said Harbaugh's got their next five or six destinations mapped out already. Um, so that's, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can tell a kid in his family, like, you know, if you come to Michigan, you're not only going to get a great, you're not going to get developed into a potential pro prospect. Uh, we hopefully can win some conference championships and maybe more but you'll get to go to i don't know where they where they going like rio and you go to you know south africa like you'll get to travel the world with your teammates and and build bonds and memories that you'll remember for the rest of your life not just and they won't just be on campus in ann arbor but you'll get to build them there too right i mean you know that's all obviously part of the experience so yeah it's but it was some of the answers were very thorough as far as like you know it's something that they definitely talk to kids about it and it's something i think that resonates with a lot of guys uh as something that it's just something to think about you know because it is i mean that's that's sweet you know if you're one of those kids you get to go every year i mean that's awesome like i can't imagine i'm, I'm guessing there's got to be a pretty because i know like it, it, every year i feel like there are not every single player on the team is gone on both of the first two trips. I feel like there were guys that didn't go the first, like different kids that didn't go the first two years, if I remember correctly, whether it was finals interfered or it was, I think it was almost always an academic situation um, with the scheduling. 
but there are many of them now that this will be their third trip. You know, you'll get to say like, Hey, I went to, I got to go to Rome. I got to go to, I got to go to Normandy. Right. You know, and I get to go to South Africa. I mean, that's awesome, you know? And so, um, for a prospective recruit. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that they take note of. Like I said, more than I anticipated. And again, you know, it's like last year, I think it was Carson Barnhart who would commit to Michigan. You know, they were Harbaugh FaceTimed him from the Eiffel tower <laughs> yeah. last year, you know, and it's like, but, that, but that's the thing that's, Hey, you know, you're, you're Carson Barnhart chilling in Pawpaw, Michigan. And you get a FaceTime from Jim Harbaugh, who's hanging out at the Eiffel tower saying, Hey, you know, next year you'll get to go or, He's not an early enrollee, so he didn't get to go on this trip. But right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, we'll get we'll be in Rio in a couple of years, or we'll be in wherever you know wherever else they've talked about going. You know, you'll be here with us in a couple of years. You know, we can't wait to bring you along with us when you're part of the team or whatever. So you know, and that stuff like that's really cool. I mean, the families love it, and the kids obviously love it too. So definitely a bigger impact than I anticipated, but in retrospect kind of should have anticipated it was going to have an impact because it is, it's just, it's something that nobody else offers. And well, like, and that's the thing go, is like, uh, not everyone's going to commit, you know, again, no one's going to be like, yeah, you know, I was looking at all the schools, but Michigan had this, but you know, there's every school's trying to find something that they can offer that. I mean, it's like this in the real world too. You're trying to, if you're an employee, you're trying to bring something to the table. No one else brings. And this is something at least until someone actually else actually does it. Again, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's the donations. Maybe they, you know, some of the other competitive schools don't feel like their fan bases are going to take to it well. Maybe they don't want to be the first one to imitate Michigan. I, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, until someone else does. I mean, this is just like, you know, having a, it's it's just like having the best facilities or just like having, you know, a, a, a on-site barber or, you know, having a, Having a water slide, I think, is it is Central Florida the one doing the water slide? Um, uh, yeah, Clemson's got some kind of. Well, they've got the Google slide. That's a Dabo right. thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like all the, you know, or, or or whoever has the best barbecue food, or whoever has the best, uh, right. you know. How about this? It's part of the bells and whistles, but I think this is goes a little bit beyond bells and whistles, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah and that's what I think is so cool about it because yeah, these programs now have so much money and they're pumping millions of dollars, yeah, into those, like, these just asinine facilities, man. I mean, the, some of the stuff or some of the stuff Oregon's got is just crazy, you know, and it's like, this is actually something that's a, a little bit beyond that, you know, and it's, um, and that's what I like about Harbaugh, honestly. I'll just say it, like, I, that's what I like about him. It's not, it's not just that BS, like, you know, the, blingy ringy type crap you know that like draws people in it's like actual like learning opportunities and and you know the other thing he's always been big about too this goes back to the satellite camps is like spreading the game of football you know he's always talked about that and like that's why like i think it was the first year was it where they where they had that where they did hold some practices was rome the first trip right yep Yep, Rome yeah, was and the they first had some, trip. Yeah. And they had practices there, right? And I think that they brought some or they went and practiced with an Italian team or some group of kids from Italy or something like that. And uh, you know, so there's always been like that angle of it too. Uh the sat like I said, the satellite camps were another 
big thing about, you know, that's why I think a couple of their satellite camps were like literally in the middle of nowhere, uh, you know, to try to bring kids out and, um, you know, just like he says, always spread the game of football. So, you know, that's what I think that's one of the things I, I like about him uh, as far as the way he runs the program is like it, it's, you know, every school is going to have that, like I said, the bells and whistles type stuff, right? I mean, it's it's, it's part of the deal and, and having nice facilities and good food and everything like that at this point now is it's, it's a must. Uh, it's right. not really a plus, but this is, like I said, something a little bit more than that. And I think that's where it uh, can really you know, really resonate with the kids. And it's why I'm surprised continue to be surprised that other programs have not done something even remotely similar. Uh, even if you stay within the U S I guess, like, I don't know, like there's a lot of great places in this country you could go and take a team trip. But, um, you know, I just, I'm mildly surprised that nobody's tried something similar at this point. And speaking of resonating, I mean, Got to think this is big with the parents too, and I, I I'm l- trying to think you you could speak to it better than I could. But how many times has has it come down to like a parent wants their kid to go? To, and obviously, it doesn't always work, right? You go where the the kid goes, where the kid wants to go, and I think that's totally fair game. But you know, if the parents are like, well, you know, this seems a little bit more valuable than I don't know having an extra hot tub in your facilities or. Uh, having you know new alternate jerseys or or whatever you know like the other bells and whistles. I mean, this is one that I feel like not that the parents always the kid doesn't always go where the parents want them to go. Otherwise, I feel like Stanford and Michigan and Duke and some of those schools would be a lot better. But but at the same time, sometimes if a kid's like kind of fifty fifty, but the parent is pro Michigan. And I feel like you you'd know better than me. It feels feels like Harbaugh's really hit it off with a lot of parents, and they've done good parent recruiting. Uh, but I feel like this trip is just. I mean, I'm just like thinking like if I had a kid and they could go to let's say the next four years hypothetically, Japan, Rio, Sydney, Australia, and uh, London. Like that's kind of cool. That's like that's a cool addition to the package. It's a tangible. Um, indicator, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tangible idea as far as like when coaching staffs will try to pitch like life experience and, you know, your son will come here. Year and commitment. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not just become a better football player, but become a better person or a, you know, a more, you know, will get a full experience. That's a tangible, like, you know, that's something they can like, illustrate factually with that like in a, in a like I said again in Michigan's one it is they're one of those programs I think that already kind of has that all around experience I mean that's why a lot of the guys they do get are like the academic types right like the guys that do well in school and that uh, have big goals outside of the football off the football field but this is like a yeah this is a different animal altogether and in a great way and uh so yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've kind of said the same thing in a lot of different ways, but it it, it really is a a great ace in the sleeve to have on the recruiting trail. I guess is the best way to put it. And I agree your point with the parents. Yeah, I mean, it's um, parents love this kind of stuff, as they should. I mean, if you were a parent, wouldn't you like, you know, like I mean, who wouldn't, right? Like, I, it's like it's hard. Like, it's going back to the whole like it's hard to come up with an argument against something like this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes for the recruits and their parents too. You know, it's just yeah. a neat opportunity. So anyway, stay tuned at the Michigan Insider. Uh, we are not there. Um, I think this this trip is a little bit more in house than the previous ones. But if there's things that come up, we'll we'll try to try to share some of the f- photos and everything too, as well. So so check it all out. Uh, anyway, let's let's close the podcast talking some recruiting. Uh, I I know that uh, there is a portion of Michigan fans. It almost seems like until the the top 100 commitments start coming in, there's going to be that that group that's that's a little worried about what's going on. So so Steve, that we're starting to enter the recruiting, the heavier recruiting portion of things. Um, and they're starting to make moves, you know, at least in the crystal ball on some top prospects. I guess what's what's the latest as far as the, the crystal ball movements this week? So I put in four yesterday. The the one that I was going to go over on the pod was Jordan Morant, who visited a few weeks ago finally. Uh, I think he had three different dates set. Uh, I don't know what the reason for the rescheduling was, but uh, didn't make it up the first couple times, did make it up, though. Uh, I put my crystal ball in for him. I thought I had put one in earlier, but I didn't. I didn't even do the thing where I put one in early for subs and then don't post it publicly because then other people just post that I put a crystal ball in on a guy. And so, but I hadn't for him. Michigan's in good shape there. I did a thing about the safety. Their safety recruiting in general right now is in the best shape I can remember it being since I've been doing this. Uh, they're in good shape with a lot of guys at the position. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I did a pretty thorough breakdown of that last night. It's on the site. Uh, but with Morant, he's currently the top ranked safety in the country, according to us. And uh, we've been doing a better job than everyone else in ranking guys. So I would put, you know, I'd lend more credence to that ranking than his composite at this point. Will he end up as the top ranked again? Who knows? Uh, I'd almost say probably not. Just the odds, you know. Uh, being the, I think he's like 41st ranked prospect in the country. Very low for a number one ranked prospect at any position. Uh, so, means I think there's some other guys that can work their way up. Either way, though, you know, after signing Hill in 2019. So, like we said, I think the two spots that they really hadn't signed like a home run guy necessarily were running back and safety and they got one in each one of each in 19 you know, with Charbonnet and then Hill I feel like they're going to couple it or compliment Hill with uh, at least a couple top guys for them at safety so you know with Morant uh, Campanile's brother is the head coach at Bergen Catholic Bergen Catholic is a program that Michigan would not have gotten anybody from if Campanile hadn't been hired hmm. okay uh, you know, but Campanile and Partridge are both involved in that recruitment. I think the idea of playing for those guys who he's already pretty familiar with is pretty appealing, as it would be, right? I mean, again, that's uh, – people are always talking about, you know, don't commit to the coaches, but it's like it's hard to, like, say that because the coaches are the ones who are selling the program to you. Right. Uh, it's really – you know, it's like in a perfect world, yeah, but who the coaches are – during your recruitment is always going to have an impact. I don't ever believe otherwise. It's, it's really kind of one of the biggest myths. Like a kid may choose the school because it's the school he likes the most, but having like, well, it's like, you know, when, when Ohio state hired Greg Schiano, you know, it really 
kind of stemmed the tide that Michigan had built in New Jersey the the couple cycles before he was brought on. You know, Michigan still has done well in Jersey every cycle that they've wanted to. Um, but, you know, Shiano definitely helped out there, uh, you know, for Ohio State. So like, and like, so like I'm saying is, you know, a guy like Campanile really between Campanile and Partridge, uh, Michigan probably going to go back to getting most of the guys they want out of New Jersey. Um, there's only a few that they're really after this cycle, but kind of a state that once again, I think that they're, they're going to be signing some guys. So and Morant, definitely one of them that they feel, I think they feel pretty good there right now from what I know. Um, the other thing, yeah, so like in the more of the macro idea, what you're talking about, this is kind of the things get a little hotter around this time of the year. Um, well, the weather, I guess, literally it does get hotter around this time of the year. But they're in recruiting, this is around the time that guys are starting to take their official visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys who have been recruited for a long time, I think the process kind of winds down a little bit um, for 2020s at this point. So the, they'll be seniors. So the junior cycle, like a lot of these, like we talked about before, like a lot of these guys have been recruited forever. So they take the officials already kind of have an idea of like, I would say like most of these guys have probably like, even if a guy has like a top five, I'd still venture to say that most of them, there's probably like two or three schools that, they might prefer even out of that group at this point, unless you're a guy who maybe just started to take off during winter evaluation or a guy like right now, cause they were just out on the road again. Uh, maybe a guy that's picked up some offers at this point. Right. I mean, those evaluation periods create a whole new group of guys that where the cycle maybe really starts to begin for, but for the guys that like most of the guys we have listed at top target, which for those listening who that, that page I've been asking for them to, fix that page for like two weeks now and it still is not properly updated. So uh, I'm not going to apologize because it's not my fault, but it should be updated in the near future. So, um, but most of those guys that are listed there are guys that have been recruited for well over a year and they've already, they've been, they've most of them have taken multiple visits, that type of deal. So this is one of those times of the year where if you're Michigan, you've kind of built a good foundation. You're in what people like us, you know, will opine that you're in good shape with a guy like I talk about Morant, right? Um, there are others, obviously. This is kind of one of those periods of time where some verbals usually come in. Okay. Because a lot of guys, especially now with the first official official visit period, a thing is they can take those officials. And like I said, a lot of these guys, you know, you get a lot of the, uh, I want to focus on my senior season type deal which I, I think if I was a recruit, I've been doing this long enough now to know if I was a recruit, this would probably be about the time of the year that I would commit to because you get it over with right about the time your school year ends. So you can focus on, you know, getting in the weight room or, you know, helping your high school team into your senior season, because most of these guys, like I said, have seen what they need to see at this point. So Michigan's, like I said, set a pretty good foundation in a lot of areas. Uh, so I, I think this could be a situation where, things start to heat up a little bit over the next like say month, month and a half. I think the, uh, the end of June is the end of the first official visit period. I'd be shocked if they didn't pick up some verbals in that time period. I mean, I just, just be honest. Uh, I think they'll get some, so, mm-hmm. you know, just history says so. And like I said, a lot of timelines kind of start to come to a close around this time of the year. So yeah, they've done it. They, uh, it's going to be a, 
Interesting cycle. Like I said, uh, they're doing a hell of a job on the offensive line. Warner's done a great job. We just talked about safety. Um, corner, kind of a mystery right now, in my opinion. They have two linebackers committed. They're not done at linebacker. I, I don't anticipate defensive line. You know, we've talked a lot about Braden McGregor, top in-state guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, still feels like they're in great shape there. So, so yeah, um, Morant, like I said, going back to Morant, yeah, I mean, my crystal ball is in on him. I think the the group of people that with the crystal ball in there is strong. I know Bill Green put one in yesterday. I think Will Fong's crystal ball is on Michigan as well. So uh, momentum seems to be, at least crystal ball momentum, right, seems to be on Michigan's side right. there. So, right. uh, again, you can couple a, a couple, you can, you know, a couple of guy like Hill with Morant the next cycle, and then all of a sudden, one of the positions that maybe they had a harder time recruiting than others all of a sudden has become almost a strength. Uh, that's what happens when you sign the nation's top guy at that position two years in a row. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so again, and that, again, not a coincidence with Partridge kind of being the lead guy in a lot of those recruitments because he's still, in my opinion, top to bottom, their best recruiter. So, hmm. you know, I think that makes a difference. But yeah. Okay. Any anything do they do? They, yeah, I know they're doing their camps in June. Anything next couple weeks to keep an eye out on? Uh, they got a couple. You know, they're on. Obviously, they're uh, in South Africa. Yeah, they'll be. Right. We'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I meant after. <laughs> I know. I know. No, what I was going to say though is like we'll prob they'll probably be. You know, probably do the whole. Uh, they contacted top guy while they were in South Africa thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mentioned JJ McCarthy earlier. We reported yesterday or the other day, I can't remember that he'll be back on campus on May 11th for an unofficial visit. Michigan leads the crystal ball there at a hundred percent. I think they have all like, there's like seven or eight predictions. All of them are for Michigan, including myself, Wilt Fong, Alan Triu. I'm not sure if Sam put one in yet or not. Uh, Tom Loy. I mean, like, so a lot of, a lot of us feel pretty confident with Michigan's chances there. He's the number two ranked quarterback in the country in that cycle. So that would be a significant addition for them. Thought it was funny when somebody asked on the board yesterday, if Michigan would be back from South Africa by the time he took his visit, (laughs) as if a prospect is going to go there and knock on the door and nobody's going to answer and they're going to have to turn around and go home. Um, Sorry if they're listening, I'm not just giving you a hard time, but it was kind of funny. So uh, so yeah, that's that's the one big visit. I I think AJ Henning, who's the top receiver guy for them in 2020, may also be on that visit with McCarthy. Haven't got confirmation on that yet, but haven't really pushed hard to get confirmation on it. So because um, it's still like nine days away, but that's a possibility as well. But yeah, otherwise it'll be sporadic officials. You know, I think they're going to be pickier with who they let in for officials in the first period, just because they have Notre Dame, Michigan state, Ohio state at home. And right. I think they'd prefer to set those up for their big official visit weekends. You know, last year was a little bit different because the home slate was kind of poop. So that it, you know, that was maybe more advantageous to get some guys up earlier, but I, I think that you'll see more of a focus on the officials, like for the fall, just because it makes sense. I mean, the, the big house will be sold out for all three games. I would anticipate uh, raucous environment, great way to, you know, that's always resonates with the kids as it should. Mm-hmm. So, man, McCarthy, number 19 overall in the class, 
Yeah, he's primary a big recruiter man. Sharon Moore too. So he, Moore's Moore is trending way up as far as like you know. I mean, he closed on Hill. Right. That was a huge. That's right. huge. Um, he's he's trending up as far as maybe becoming up there with Partridge as far as their top recruiter. Well, there you go. He's the primary for McCarthy. You know, why is your tight ends coach the primary for a quarterback out of Illinois? Why? It's because he's maybe one of your best recruit. He's one of your yeah. two or three best recruiters. <laughs> you put your best recruiters on your top guys, regardless of their position. You know, and Moore's actually also the primary for Henning. Uh, he's been involved in the Braden McGregor recruitment too. I um, mean, he's been, he's involved for 2020. He's in, in, in 2021, but 2020 he's involved with a lot of their top guys. So I'll be interested to see where he finishes in our recruiter rankings, provided they close on a lot of these guys that they could close on. Well, we'll keep an eye on all of that. The Michigan insider.com Michigan.247sports.com. Steve Lorenz will have lots of reports as will Sam Webb, Bryce Marich, Josh Henschke, Josh Newkirk, and our national team as well. So be sure to check it all out if you're if you're if you're wondering what to follow in May and June. Now that basketball and and football are, are done and there's no spring football or any of that, uh, recruiting maybe that's for you. You know, maybe you are you've been following recruiting forever and you, you didn't need me to say all that. But regardless, for Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24/7 podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. And we'll see you next time.